0: B-Sides, episode 10, live from Balticon Science Fiction Convention in Hunt Valley, Maryland. Our story this week, Growing Humans, by Neil Buchanan. Each of us interprets life through our own individual framework of ideas and beliefs, our own cognitive lens, which allows us to orient ourselves to the world we live in. It's called our worldview. In our story this week, a space traveler discovers how very dissimilar the worldviews of others can be, especially if those others came from other worlds. Neil Buchanan is an occasional writer who lives with a sympathetic wife and two manic children. He spends his weekends grooming three cats and writing flash fiction. His work has appeared in Liquid Imagination, House of Horrors, and Flashes in the Dark. Joining me in the narration are the voices of Drabblecast fans here at the convention, Jonathan McNeil and Heather Welliver. Thank you guys for coming out here. So dig in your roots and get ready, we bring you Growing Humans, by Neil Buchanan. Romnus Cathartica's Journal, fourth light cycle, third rotation. To start, my pet has no roots and only two limbs. Her bark is soft and spongy. A domed leafless flower grows from her trunk. She's small, standing a mere four branches high, and makes odd gibbering sounds when I draw close. I've provided an audio file for reference. Audio file 343H. Oh God, get off me, please don't. The supporting consciousnesses can't make sense of the sounds and my pet is non-compatible for upload. Perhaps she makes these noises when happy and likes to be touched. Insert note, handle pet every day. My pet is fast, scampering around on two stumps, and likes to hide in dark corners. She's also inquisitive, tampering with the aperture controls or prying open the viewing portal when my back is turned. Info scans from the supporting consciousness have produced no data on why she might do this. Perhaps she comes from beyond the Zareg swamps? I've heard other biodomes grow there, different from my own. Romnus Cathartica's Journal Fourth light cycle, fourth rotation. I've decided to call my pet, NASA, as she sometimes points to symbols on her branch and makes this sound, audiophile 3543J. Yes, NASA, they'll track me here, then you'll... No, don't! Get your branches off me! I originally found NASA while my forest father cared for the saplings and their life-syrup, and took cuttings from the elders rooted into bedrock. The sky was its usual purple, the four suns just peeking across the distant Deadwood Mountains. The biodome's liquid shell was shifting to hard light, and the supporting consciousness was busy with a thousand different mundane requests. I could feel the distant whispering of the forest, one hundred thousand voices sweeping me along in their song. Nasa's seed fell out of the sky, a shining metal tube, and broke on the red rock garden. How it got in the sky remains uncertain. The seed spewed black fluid and chunks of metal as far as the biodome's walls. I picked my way through the glittering debris and saw Nasa holding her flower, a diminutive figure trembling on two stumps. Nasa staggered away when she saw me, but I caught up and scooped her within my limbs, surprised at how light she felt like a gathering of wet leaves. NASA gave a long, high-pitched note and moved into a down cycle. Her domed flower became floppy and her branches slack. I thought she looked helpless, all alone and in need of love, and made a solemn vow to care for her, at least until she was better. Romnus Cathartica's Journal, Fifth Light Cycle, Fourth Rotation. Forest father called me in for uploading to the shared consciousness. I'll hide my thought transfer until I'm certain what to do with NASA. Then I'll tell Forest father for sure. Romnus Cathartica's journal, fifth light cycle, fifth rotation. NASA's flower fell off. I found it in the central aperture, cracked and broken. NASA seemed fine. She had a new, smaller flower with soft brown petals and was making the following sounds. Audio file 6374P. Ran out of oxygen. Didn't think I was gonna make it. Turns out your dome has atmosphere. Oxygen rich, very breathable. I'm going to live. Do you hear me? I'm going to live. NASA's new flower has five holes of various sizes. Two don't appear to be of any use. to extract and release air, and the last generates a range of inarticulate noises. My pet is becoming quite the enigma. NASA has also left small piles of body matter in the corner of my room. Body matter is a basic form of fertilizer. Is NASA telling me she needs to be planted? My earliest memories are rising from the soil. Forest Father singing images, primary colors and shapes from the shared consciousness into my mind. I spent the rest of the light cycle helping NASA stand up in the fertilizer. She became animated throughout the process, and I have provided an audio sample for later reference. Audio file 6472U. Oh, no, no, no. What are you doing? Leave my poop alone. Put it down. No, stop. Oh, God. Let me go. Oh, disgusting. While I was helping NASA, she shed her skin. A small circle of metal opened up across her back, and she slipped out. Pink, sore and covered in slime. NASA's new form has two more holes in different areas of her trunk. I wondered what the purpose of these new holes might be, and fully inspected them as I had the others. NASA put up quite a struggle, but she was easy to hold in my lower limbs while exploring with my frontile tactile branches. The holes are deep and different sizes. Inside is wet and soft. If I push too hard, she leaks liquid. I don't know what to make of it. I left NASA leaking in the vaults. I will tell the Forest Father and share the experience in cycle unison. Romnus Cathartica's Journal, sixth light cycle, second rotation. Forest Father made me miss first rotation. My bark is pale from lack of light. I feel sick and nauseous without energy and water. Insert note, always tell Forest Father first. Forest father sat me down upon his coarse, brown root. I'm not upset, he said. Just disappointed. You need to release Nasa back to the wild. She might carry diseases from the Zahrik swamps. It's not fair to keep her in the biodome. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. Go and make it right. We walked Nasa to the Red Rock Gardens where her seed still lay. I hugged her close before letting go. I'd grown fond of her over the last few light cycles. Watching her sprint across the garden, darting from rock to rock, making high-pitched squeals, it made my leaves wilt up and sad sap leap from my bark. Audio file 8145T. Please, God, let the weapon systems be online. I'll show you, you son of a bitch. Oh, yes, I will. Could I at least take a cutting, I had asked. I remember Forest Father lifting the huge branch to his trunk, sighing. Go on then, but be quick. It felt so great running over to NASA. When she finally saw me, she recognized me and made the following joyous sounds. Audio log 9875Z. No, no! Let go of my arm, you piece of- Once I took the cuttings, NASA leaked warm red liquid and it went down her arm. I put her back into the remains of her shell to rest and say goodbye. Romnus Cathartica's journal, sixth light cycle, third rotation. I've placed the cuttings in the observation portal, five small digits poking from NASA's fertilizer and the life syrup Force father provided from the sapling gardens. To give it that extra help, he said, ruffling my leaves and pouring the syrup into the soil. I don't know how long it will take to grow a new NASA, but I'm hoping only a couple of cycles. Forest Father promised we can have it registered as a new life form and then share it with the consciousness. I can't wait any time now. I think I see the digits twitching. story was brought to you by Drabblecast Productions under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. For more great stories like the one you just heard, check out the Drabblecast at Drabblecast.org. Special thanks to our guest readers, Jonathan McDeal and Heather Welliver. And special thanks to Gerald Dye for this week's episode art. Gerald is an artist, illustrator, and designer, among other things, living in Boston, Massachusetts. His work has appeared in various children's books, museum exhibits, and on the walls of friends' homes that are larger and more glamorous than his own. Gerald is currently working on getting his first graphic novel published, and with a bit of luck, it will be out sometime this decade. We suggest you check out his website and blog at www.geralddye.com to see and read about his various projects. Well, that's our show, weirdos. Live from Balticon, Hunt Valley, Maryland. This is Norm Sherman, Jonathan McNeil, Heather Welliver, and these are the Drabblecast fans. (laughs) Reminding you to always tell Forest Father first. (laughs)